Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. How's it going? And today we're talking about volumes 9 and 10 of Vinland Saga. This is our 50th episode of Umami Manga. Oh! Adding up our like 21 episodes of Kaguya-sama, 16 episodes of Two Eternity, 6 episodes of Spy Family, 2 episodes of Freerun, and now 5 episodes of Vinland Saga makes 50 episodes. Wow. So, feels good. It really does, and it's now nice that we have kind of a backlog of series that we cover that are getting new volumes every mm-hmm. so often so that right. you know, we kind of mix it up and it's not just one series that we talk about at a time. Exactly. So, yeah, I, think that's, I think that's really nice. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, because like, I think the first 18 episodes of Umami Manga were basically just Kaguya-sama episodes. <laughs> but, uh, but now, yeah, yeah, we're definitely at a point where... It's it yeah. Whenever there's a new volume, we cover it, and that makes it so that it's a good mix. And we have plans for probably maybe at least about three new series that we might start covering later in this year. So that's exciting. And yeah, I guess onto the the book. And starting with Thorfinn, he has this recurring nightmare because of like the guilt mm-hmm. that he feels for all the lives that he's taken. And I I really I really liked kind of how that was built up throughout these two volumes, how at the beginning of it, it was just very vague and just very mysterious. And that by by the end of it, like near the end of it, we got the whole explanation to it and like why he was having those nightmares and we got to see the whole thing. And I, I thought that was really interesting. I, I was a little bit afraid that we wouldn't get that revealed in this book because it was just <laughs> such an interesting point to me. And I was really uh-huh. happy that we got all of that explained. Yeah, agreed. And... It was incredibly trippy, like the how it went down. Yeah. And di- also disturbing. I mean, that is a nightmare for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but I I love how he learns so much from that, mm-hmm. and basically really changes his mindset from being someone who is empty to starting to fill himself up again with new motivation and and a new purpose. I guess you could say. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and like he he really he he was able to understand his father's words about you know him not having any enemies or like nobody has any enemies. Right. Um, like finally, he was able to understand that and clearly take it in. I think, mm-hmm. and that was awesome. And when he said that that he was through with violence and that he he will never harm another person again, that was I think that like that 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 was a page that really that that I really appreciated just because it it was just. Well, it, it shows how far he's come after all of this time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I think last time we talked, I, I mentioned that I wonder if he'll ever pick up a sword again. I don't think I was expecting this, where he'd basically <laughs> say no to violence. I, I mean, I don't know how the story is going to continue on from here. Mm. Um, but, you know, it, it's a very much an extreme to say, yeah, I'm done. There's going to be no more violence for me whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I think I I was kind of expecting this a thing a thing like this to happen, but I didn't expect it this early or like this soon. Mm. Um, and I I wonder kind of how he's going to make amends for what he's done because he says he's he wants to kind of make up for the violin the violence in his past and for all mm-hmm. the lives he's taken. But I wonder how is he gonna do that? Is something I'm just I guess I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that's gonna go down and what it's going to do. That's a good question. It, it, does it have anything to do with becoming a true warrior, as yeah. you know, his father said, and then Askeladd 
repeated in this volume. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it it does. It's just the quest. The question is just how is he going to be a true warrior? I guess. Mm-hmm. But on that, actually, because the, the, well, Askeladd said that in the previous book as well about like right before he died, he said, "Become a true warrior." Yeah. And I I actually and I didn't think too much of it then, but it, but it, since it was brought up again in this in this book, I wondered if Askeladd meant the same thing as Thor's did when he said that, when he used that term, like, or when he said those words, true warrior. Like, I mean, I, I could see it as Askeladd perhaps over time having come to understand Thor's pacifist ideology. Not, not necessarily that he would personally agree to it, but that he may, may have come to understand it, and that may have been why he kind of reiterated that for Thorfinn in his dying moment. Although I, at the same time, I, I, I can't know for sure. And so another part of me feels like maybe when he said a true warrior might have just, he might have just meant like a skilled fighter, like just something much more kind of obvious, kind of like that, potentially. Hmm. I, I don't think we can ever really know because obviously he's hmm. dead now. But <laughs> regardless, I guess for Thorfinn, he interpreted it as the same thing that his father would have, would have yeah. meant, meant it as. And I think that's how we should be taking it is that this this is necessarily a dream um it's it's not really askeladd coming to him and and saying this again i think this is just how mm. he's interpreting the the messages yeah. that they've kind of left for him right um and i i think it's fair for him to kind of connect to it, what his dad was saying and also help him get over the guilt and the burden that he was experiencing with all the people he had lives he had taken Hmm. Uh, but uh, but along with that i I love how when he's crawling out of the of the chasm i guess you could say yeah as he's crawling out he learns to kind of almost accept the fact that he's a killer but he's going to move forward from that you know and change change his ways basically put those lives on his back and keep living uh, I don't know. I, I, I like the idea of understanding that you made mistakes, but having the drive to change, to continue forward instead of just moping and um, letting letting yourself be burdened too much by it. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I think there's nothing wrong necessarily with having that burden and then talking to it talk, or talking to someone about it or having that be a driving force. But there is a point where it just becomes too much and, you know, you're beating yourself up and not valuing your own life as we see with Thorfinn in, earlier in this book. Right. Uh, was the case. So I feel like now going forward, he's going to try to, I guess, remember the, you know, remember those mistakes he's made, but change for the better. Yeah. And I, I think so. I, I really think that, the things that he say and the, the, like the implications that we get from the scene, I think it's all real, like and and honest, and like it, or it, it really seems that way to me anyway. Um, for me, like there was a full page, uh, panel of Thorfinn in the dream, just a big big picture of his face, just devastated, mm-hmm. crying, and I just I, I don't know, I just felt so much emotion and just real regret from that panel. Yeah. That I, I just, I, I really believe everything that he says after that in that scene and after he wakes up. It's, it just feels so real. And I think, for me at least, that, that panel, that 
full page panel of his face like that really contributed to make making that all feel so real i think absolutely i'm excited to see where he takes his newfound i guess pacifism with where it goes in, in this story yeah um especially since obviously he's still a slave and if he's not gonna if he vows against violence then the only other way he could be free if he wants to even if he even wants to be free mm. is buying his freedom like they have been working towards so to me it feels at least with that understanding i guess they just do the hard the hard way the only way they can i guess mm. is just to work it off right um, yeah but i think you know if it had been thorfinn who didn't care about that kind of stuff <laughs> you know everyone would have been dead or well he would have tried to kill everyone in his way at least very <laughs> right right <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and, and I, exactly. It definitely shows that he has absolutely changed for real, like already. And I think you know, Einar said that as well. Like, it's clear that he has already started to change. And I guess we'll just have to see how much more he was he's going to change. But uh, m more on on the dream part. I have one more thing on the dream thing. Whereas it's when he's drifting into the dream, he sees his father's face, kind of flash before his eyes. And he also sees that woman from in England that who helped him when he was about twelve. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Her face also flashed before his eyes, and he he even he was kind of confused as to why he saw her there. As as was I. I was like, okay. I mean, I think I pointed out when we talked about that part back in volume three, I think. So that was that was book two. Mm -hmm. That that the kindness that she and her daughter showed him, or she especially, uh, was maybe like the first time that Thorfinn experienced any kind of kindness ever since he started living with Askeladd mm. and his men. Um, which I think at this point, I, I kind of feel even stronger about that because of the fact that I think it's clear that she made a big impact or a strong like impression on, on Thorfinn. The, like I think otherwise she wouldn't have appeared in front of him like that. And I think as as uh, Einar also pointed out at one point in the book, or had, as he kind of thought at least, that it didn't seem like Thorfinn had experienced much kindness in his life. Uh, mm -hmm. So, like, that woman was, like, one of those few instances, along with, like, his family back in Iceland, I guess, you know. But, but right. yeah, I, I, it was interesting, regardless, to see her again. And I think that her kindness is the reason why her death weighs heavy on him, and I think that would be a good right. reason why... Maybe she would appear when he's kind of losing consciousness. True. That whole, yeah, the whole dream sequence was interesting. and Yeah, I like it. You know, it wasn't Valhalla, it was the real world. and Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that. Mm. Actually, I guess on that, the, the, the fact that it was like the, or it represented the real world and like the violence and all of that, mm -hmm. I thought it was really interesting also, like, because one of uh, one other part in this book was when Thorgil, the, el the the oldest son of, of Ketil, uh, he came home and he told stories about the war and the plundering and like what that all was mm -hmm. like. And the way he explained it, it was every man to himself, kind of. As, at, especially after the battle when it was time for the plundering, it was like everyone was each other's enemies. And that's exactly how Askeladd presented that reality in the dream as everyone being enemies to each other and I, I thought i thought that was a, just a an interesting similarity there mm, that's that yeah, that's a good point speaking of like thorfinn before his revelation yeah 
it was really hard to see him not value his life very very well I mean, yeah. obviously we had this at the b or at the end of the previous book right uh you know he was in this very much a, a mindless <laughs> or empty state but here you, you kind of see examples of that where you know in front of in front of the guests he's uh basically cut up a bit butchered and you know when they chop off his ear that one i, I cringed in that mm. but 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 also it 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 was just um just sad to see him not take himself seriously at the same time i loved that he was kind of experiencing something new and Einer compared him to kind of a baby boy, but it was all, it was also innocent, and it was also like he was kind of thinking about the world philosophically, not not very deeply, but just you know thinking, oh, a farmer must have made this tool, and oh yeah, those those things, yeah. Weed is so amazing. So it it, it was it was it was sad to see him in in the state at the beginning of the book, but then over time you you saw him kind of be amazed how the world works, <laughs> absolutely, or at least his current world. And then, mm-hmm. and then you finally see his revelation. So it was just a, a, a nice progression. Yeah, I felt like. Yeah, I mean, I think it's awesome how, like, obviously in the English releases of these, like, in the the English physical releases of these books, they they combine two volumes in one, and mm-hmm. I feel like s- multiple times so far, it's just felt so natural to have these two specific volumes as one book. I think because yeah. this. This book with these two volumes in, can, it starts with hinting about the dream, and then at the end of it, we get the, the full explanation about the dream. So like, it makes sense narratively to have all of that in one book, uh, as well as what you said about uh, Thorfinn's entire character journey, kind of throughout this part of the story, makes sense to have it in one book. But also, like I think I mentioned, the first two volumes being the being one book also made a lot of sense, and I think also, what's it? I think book three, which has volumes five and six was also like a very a very natural part of the story to be in one book, I think. So it's like, a lot of times it's just kind of worked out like that. And I, I, I imagine Yukimura hadn't thought of it that way because he, you know, <laughs> yeah. he wouldn't release, he, yeah. Uh, but it just happened to work out really well. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, he, he, um, Thorfinn becomes friends with Einar in this uh, part of the story. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm just really happy for their, for, for their friendship that, that started here. And I think... I think they are both affecting each other in various ways. I think Einar definitely has a good influence on on Thorfinn, for example. Mm, uh, for I'll, sure. I'll get to the other end of that later when we talk about okay. Einar, but but yeah, I think at least uh, Thorfinn has definitely learned a lot from Einar, and yeah, he's grown. Mm-hmm. One other thing I'll say about the kind of progression is. He he says, in all the days I've lived, not one good thing has happened to me, mm. which is you know, really depressing. Yeah. But I, I guess he's he's not wrong in some ways. I, I guess if you don't forget about the his earlier life. Uh, but I, I, it just really makes you feel for the man and, and hope he's able to find that happiness that he's always wanted, I guess you could say. It, because... Killing Askeladd, having that revenge, was a happiness he was seeking after, mm. you could argue. Yeah. Uh, but obviously he was never able to obtain that. So yeah, that's one thing that I think we can cheer Thorfinn for. Yeah. Um, 
another thing that I I thought was interesting when he's talking to Einar about Askeladd, he says that he never really hated, or he realizes that he doesn't hate Askeladd, at least anymore. Um, which which is totally different because you do you did kind of get that feeling throughout the first few bo- books, right? Yeah, right, right. That he hated the man, mm-hmm. but I guess at this point he's able to let go of those feelings. Yeah. So it, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. Like I would, like it makes sense because they spent like eleven years oh, together, and Thorfinn. Like sure, Askeladd is 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 a terrible man, but. Thorfinn has has gotten to see, like, over all that time that they spent together, he's gotten to see, you know, all different sides of Askeladd. And surely that's not, that that wasn't all terrible. Uh, So I think it makes sense that he wouldn't be able to completely hate him, I suppose. And, you know, we 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 even talked, I think, both in book three and four about how there was kind of like a, Kind of like a father-son kind of dynamic. Obviously not quite that, but still like yeah. some kind of thing akin to that. Absolutely. And, you know, just to add on to that, I think both Thors and Askeladd are trying to help Thorfinn not become like them. Mm. Unfortunately, yes, Thorfinn did have that have the part in his life where he killed many people. Uh, but I think by telling him to become a true warrior, they're leading him down a, a path that is away from the, you know, tormentations of killing and and all that terrible things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Does, that, does that make sense what I'm saying? No, yeah, yeah, I think it makes sense, especially now that he's, like, now that Thorfinn actually has understood it and kind of taken right. it in and really, yeah, comprehended that. I think, I think uh, it's definitely true. Cool. But yeah, that day when it rained and Thorfinn and Einar took took shelter in in Sverkel's house, Thorfinn mm-hmm. said that like after they left the house after it, after the sky had cleared, Thorfinn said that he had learned a great deal. I think part of it yeah. is, was because what you mentioned about the farming and all of that that he was starting to learn a lot of about that kind of thing, but also kind of about what it means to have too much wealth and the oh, guess, yeah. the consequences mm-hmm. that come of come with that and. Well, basically, all the stuff that Sverkel was talking about. Yeah. I think that was also an interesting bit. I wonder how, like, if that's going to come back into the story in some way. I, I, I could see it maybe doing that, especially now that, I guess, well, since it was pointed out that Thorfinn learned something from that, I wonder if it's going to come back into the story in some way that will show that, that Thorfinn learned from it. Definitely a good point. Could be interesting. He gains a lot of wealth at one point, and then, but he's <laughs> smart about it. He doesn't. <laughs> right or, or i don't know maybe maybe anything can happen in this story i think at this point we've learned that much yeah <laughs> any crazy turns definitely doesn't seem like that right now you know in a situation he doesn't seem like he would be able to get out of being a slave you know what i mean yeah um, it's looking rough aside from eventually paying off his quote-unquote debt right I guess another thing about his character growth in this, in these, in these volumes, was how he, or to me, it just felt really good to see him say that nothing good comes from revenge when he told Einar that. Oh yeah. And it's just like, wow. Okay, yeah. Hell yeah. Like that really, <laughs> that that felt so good. It really, really showed mm-hmm. how much he's grown. Like that. That was one of the bigger examples of that. I think. 
That really right. really showed that. Oh my god. Absolutely. Love that so much. <laughs> but then and I know this is not a good thing, I guess, but I did get a kick out of seeing him punch that guy. Right. That 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 uh farmhand. And uh, f- f- the the punch followed by like the face that he gave right afterward <laughs> like it just showed it, it well for one it showed that he wasn't like just completely dead inside uh, as he had kind of seemed <laughs> to be almost up until that point um uh-huh. but it also was like 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 the thorfinn that we know is still in there <laughs> even though obviously <laughs> yes i know that's not like it's not a good thorfinn i guess necessarily but still mm-hmm. it was it was good to see it <laughs> to, i think yeah i mean it it, it, it was funny that mm. You know, he ended up being the person that hit him, but it also gave him remorse, and it was part of the reason why he started having that dream again. So I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess it was kind of a good thing, right? But also, he, he felt bad. He's like, I, I did it. I, I went back to violence again. I'm mm. just such a terrible person. Um, so yeah, I felt, I kind of felt bad. Um, yeah. But I, it makes me wonder if, if he's ever in that situation again, is that kind of reaction just gone? You know. Is he? Yeah. Because because we see, we see Thor's and how he protected his family and and his people and whatnot. Mm. And he was obviously he didn't kill anybody, but I I think you could argue he maybe hurt some people. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I guess that's a little different than this situation. Although I will say only a little because they were being quite aggressive, uh, in and of the self and being very offensive. Right. You're so right. yeah, you know, it's like a kind of a, a a thin line between protecting yourself from harm versus protecting yourself, protecting your honor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Right. No, I there's think... only so much you can say to a person. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I'm also very curious to see how Thorfinn's going to deal with situations like this in the future. Mm-hmm. Anything else on him? No, that, that's all I have. Cool. Me too. Then let's move on to Einar. His village was attacked and burnt down when he was young, is something we learn here, and ever since then he has just hated warriors and violence and all those sorts of things. Yet, near the end of this, like these volumes here, <laughs> we see him, you know, he's very keen on fighting the farmhands, he even wants to kill them, he says that at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this was kind of what I was hinting at when I said that he and Thorfinn have kind of had an effect on each other, or... Maybe not as maybe this might not be as much a, a thing, perhaps. But well, Einar definitely had an effect on on Thorfinn. I think is very safe to say. Right. And I'm not as sure if this is the case, but I could see it to a degree that Thorfinn, like, or at least the the fact that Thorfinn told his the, the you know some stories about his past and and Einar was able to see that someone who comes from a background like that isn't necessarily an awful person. And that that might have been part of the reason why he felt like he could act in such a way. And in basically the way that he has resented others for acting like uh, for all, like all, most of his life, probably, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and it's, it's also, it also gave me like the, the feeling that he's on like this tragic path to becoming exactly what he hates oh no like he and thorfinn are about to switch places in 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 some way oh man is was just a thought i had and it it obviously is very sad Mm -hmm. if that is the case but it 
I could definitely see it happening, and like it's probably gonna be my, mm. I guess, my main prediction about his character arc going forward. It's like at least right now is that he is going to become more and more bloodthirsty, kind of. Um, and mm. one of the, well, one other reason that kind of, well, supports it a little bit, is because he, like, yeah, also near the end of this, after the the the, the fight with the farmhands was over. And Thorfinn, mm-hmm. Thorfinn woke up, and they, they both woke up, and they, uh, well, Thorfinn mentioned being reborn and stuff like that. And as, as a response to that, Einar said, we will be reborn, referring to, well, both of them. Mm-hmm. And so we know, obviously, Thorfinn being reborn means that he will go from a warrior to a pacifist. At least that seems to be the implication. And if Einar is to be reborn, he was already a pacifist. So if he's, he's going to be reborn, that's should mean that he's going to change somehow, right? And that could that that change could be to the opposite perhaps for him, maybe. So, what if he wasn't a pacifist before? Meaning that hmm. I don't think because you dislike warriors that makes you a pacifist. I Fair. Violence was not out of the question for him in terms of protecting his family or maybe some, something that's important to him. Granted, he did not fight against this when he was in slavery. He just ran away. Uh, so I guess that is a difference. But I don't know. I get the feeling mm. that he always has kind of had the urge to pick a bone with the farmhands and, and not try to solve it passively. Uh, but I could be wrong I, with that. Right. I think I'm I'm going to disagree with you because of this. I th- I feel like... At least once, but I think I think it may maybe more than once. Uh, we see him, or we we well, he he has instead of resorting to to solve the matter all all by himself, he has wanted to get mm-hmm. the master involved, like basically like kind of well, quote unquote, tattling to to, to mm-hmm. the master about what's going on. Like th- that has been something that's that 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 he has been suggesting. That's true. There's also the point where uh, is it Einar? Uh, how do you, how do you say it again? Einar. Einar. Where Einar tackles the, uh, what's his name's son? Oh, yeah, o- Olmar. Uh, yeah. Oh, Olmar, yeah, yeah. You're right. He tackles him. You Fair. Know, he's a run. I mm. mean, I, yes, as protection, but that does, it, that is a kind of a, a, a gresh, aggressive nature. It you know, is. Aggressive act. Fair. Although it is in like a life or death situation. He's literally about yeah. to be killed there. Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah. <laughs> no, I. I, I, I get you, I get you. Uh, but, I mean, that, that that is a fair point, though. Um, and, I mean, clearly, he does have aggression in him. Like, at, at least, I think, uh-huh. based on what we see in the fight with the farmhands, he, it looks like he's almost enjoying it. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Which was what got me that. worried and got me thinking about mm-hmm. this potential future for him, you know? Um, but, yeah. yeah. I, I think I, that would be, that would be a, a very tragic but interesting way to go about things mm-hmm. uh but one of the point you made up or not, you brought up mm-hmm. is the um saying that they both be reborn and i took it as they both are deciding to renounce violence oh, okay like both are being reborn but if what you're saying is true then that's even more like it kind of incredible like especially if you say we're both be reborn Maybe he doesn't realize that he's gonna he's he's going down this road of yeah, violent and aggression. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. I think that's probably the case. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Interesting. Okay. Well, I I will I will I will keep that theory in mind and be looking <laughs> looking for that for sure. Cool. I mean, I could be completely out there or wrong, but but I think I it, it's what I will stand by for now because <laughs> it, it's just like the a, a fun, well, f- quote unquote fun, I uh, See, idea. Right. You kind of bring a Anar as kind of a a foil in a way, but more more like opposites. Yeah. Uh, for Thorfinn. But I think there's another character that is, although not as much screen time, is kind of acting as that opposite oh. for Thorfinn. Who's but that? We, I'll bring it up when we talk when we talk about him. All right, all right, gotcha, gotcha. Then, well, the only other thing I have on Einar is just, well, the fact that he's he's a really good farmer, and that's like how what he was yeah. raised with, <laughs> and like he was surprised that Thorfinn had never had like had that kind of life whatsoever. Uh, it was just mm-hmm. fun to me. I really appreciate not only that knowledge, but also him being able to forgive Thorfinn for his past. Yeah. You know? Just, uh, even despite having a, a understandable hate for warriors, he realizes or understands that this is his friend, and he doesn't get that let that get in between mm-hmm. them. So I uh, respect him for that. Absolutely. I'm glad his crush noticed him. I mean, you know, good, <laughs> good for him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I guess it turns out that she's a handmaiden. Right. Yeah. I think we. We were debating like if she if she was a servant or or part of the family, and I think because even the the characters in the book thought that she was a family member, so I I yeah. guess that was what you're supposed to think. <laughs> yeah, I mean that, that that was definitely what I thought in the previous book. I don't know why I was just like, hey, you know, <laughs> I just don't I don't I don't buy it, but uh, <laughs> but I did I didn't think it was. Well, I guess I did think it was a comfort woman, but still, like you know, it's her her state is is pretty, pretty sad because while Einar and Thorfinn can actually gain freedom, mm. she cannot. Right. Yeah, supposedly. Exactly. Yeah. No. Being being the favorite, she she wouldn't be let go that easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But on the topic with her and Einar, like, yeah, she is totally flirting with him, and I absolutely <laughs> ship them one hundred percent. Yeah, like, I, I, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> hands down. Yeah, no, I, I, I can get, I can get behind that, that ship, because uh, you, you're right. She's definitely flirting with the man. Yeah, I want to know more uh, about her. You know. Yeah. It, there's there's a lot of characters in, in the story, but it feels like while we understand her tragic situation, we don't understand her past or even all of her feelings quite yet. You know? Absolutely, yeah. I, we could definitely see it's hard on her um, and whatnot, but where does she come from? Mm-hmm. What, is, what is her deal? Absolutely. I, I really hope to see more of that in the next, next two volumes, yeah. perhaps. Because I do expect to see their relationship grow in some way. I don't know how at all, but I do expect there to be more from that. Right, right. So hopefully some more character growth and and character information can come from her with that. Mm -hmm. And then speaking of like her not, probably not being able to, or not gaining that freedom, if it were to come down to Einar somehow getting free 
and then wanting to to Arnheide is that how do you say, how uh, do you say her name? Arn Arnheide, I think. Arnheide. Uh so somehow wanting her to get free, you know, <laughs> I would Kensel take that <laughs> well, I don't think so. Yeah, he's so, very fond of her. <laughs> right? So how would that go down? You know, would the cowardly man, we will talk about him later, but would the cowardly man resort to violence? Like, would he suddenly become Iron Fist Kentel? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, I think it's Kettle. I don't think there's an N in Ketzel. there. Kettle. Mm. Oh, sorry. I my For some reason, my phone kept changing it to Kentel. I, oh. I, I don't even know what, I don't even know if that's a name. I, I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe somewhere. <laughs> Ketil. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so would a suddenly a, a violent aggression come out? Anyway, that's just mm. a, a point, a, a potential plot point for her and, and those two that I, I was just thinking about. Was like, oh, would that happen? Mm-hmm. I do feel like it, it's kind of unfair that they these two can get potentially get their freedom and then she doesn't, and especially since Anar can or has feelings for her it doesn't seem like he would want to leave her yeah yeah it's super tricky their whole situation so it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting to see how that all uh ends up so last thing on inar is just just funny when he's fighting the farmhands i that meme uh i think it's like south park or whatever it's like i didn't hear no bell you know he's like obviously really beaten up Ah. Uh, I didn't hear no bell, and he, but he keeps going. <laughs> to be fair, he he did a pretty good number on them. Like he 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 did very well in that fight, but he, he was did. definitely beaten to a pulp. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, he was. He he definitely did did the best in in the fight. Yeah, I think I the, agree. the only reason Thor Finn got what well, was struck down was because he he was distracted by wanting or trying to defend uh, Einar, I think. Yeah, he like, also got like a, he kind of lost something focus. Something to his head. Yeah. But but yeah yeah. <laughs> I think that there's a lot of potential in Einar's uh, fighting. I think, which is you know another reason where why why I'm a little bit fearful of what his future might hold. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big man. He oh yeah he absolutely is like it's he's not just like taller than Thorfinn because like most people are but he's he's tall he's taller <laughs> than most people. Uh, not 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 taller than Thor uh, Thorkell. Uh, no no one's taller than Thorkell the tall. I guess uh, Einar might be about maybe about the same height as uh, Thor's maybe. I think he's a little taller actually. Maybe. Anyway, uh, moving on to Ketil, he really seems to like be a you know you know f- as far as slave owners go, he seems to be a very solid guy. Kind-hearted. He has compassion yeah. for. Other people. I mean, yeah. you just see when when those two children thieves were brought before him. He, yeah, he was definitely not wanting to punish them very harshly. Yeah, that was really rough. Was violent. Yeah. yeah, that scene was really hard for me to like to yeah. to see. It's just ah, oh. like both from the children's perspective and from Kettle's perspective, it was just right. horrible, horrible. Um, but it was interesting the whole the whole kind of moniker that he had kind of came up with like about the iron fist kettle <laughs> just this, that that whole lie about his that yeah the the brutality that he or yeah the the brutal self that he was in his past that was never really the case at all 
and that he is terrified of his oldest son and like he's terrified of war and the end of violence and all of that I don't really blame him <laughs> yeah no absolutely and yeah but it, it was really good to see because I, th- I had my doubts about Ketel at the like in the previous right. book maybe I, maybe you did too I can't remember but I, I mean sure he is a slave owner and I guess that in and of itself isn't great but really uh-huh. at the at, le- at least you know in a lot of ways he is definitely a decent fellow and so that it was good to right. understand that in this book I agree and it's interesting because I think he, he definitely sees his farm as running a business mm. instead of just being a warrior who in his retirement years is his running a farm kind of a thing. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's like a different mindset than a lot of the other Vikings. So mm. naturally, or at least the other Scandinavian people, so so naturally he is going to just look at the world a little differently than, say, his son, who's definitely a warrior, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's interesting about Ketel, I think, is if he wasn't such a coward, because I think it's fair to say he's a coward. Yeah, that's fair. If he wasn't such a coward, he may not have to even worry about people seeing him as compassionate. Because I I, I see yeah. other examples in the story where people have a certain mindset, like Thor's, for example. Hmm. He definitely became more compassionate. But no one crossed him about it. Obviously, he had to run away, but no one crossed him about it in Iceland, you know, because right. he, he wasn't like, he wasn't really hiding it either. Yeah, yeah, he, he owned up to the person that he was. Right. Yeah. So Ketel's worried, obviously, about people discovering that he's not this tough guy and that mm. they'll just try to overrun him. Yeah. But I think if he embraced that compassionate side, but also was strong about that, yeah, um, then... There pro- maybe there wouldn't be that uh, that fear per se or that potential, but again, you know, it not everyone's Thor's, so <laughs> yeah, and, you're and right. And maybe maybe he's not that strong. I I understand that. So hmm. it's just it, he just an interesting character of someone who's compassionate but a coward. Yeah, dude, I I really like that 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 point and and also like that comparison to Thor's. I hadn't thought about it that way, but I really like that idea. Mm-hmm. So I guess speaking of being a coward, he pays King Harold off with tribute, so thus he protects his farm from invaders. Right. Which I mean, it, it, to be fair, is is kind of smart. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that they have kind of that political side of it a little bit. Yeah, I agree. So, it's a shame that he's using um, Arnheid. Arnheid. Or Arn Arnheid. Arnheid. Sorry, sorry. Arnheid. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> Arnheid, like like that. Uh, yeah. As we discussed, um, but I guess he can't even turn to his wife, which is kind of sad. Maybe he's it felt like he's been fooling his wife this whole time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, about his wife, I, we can touch on her here because she didn't have too big sure, of a role. But yeah, no. uh, yeah, like it almost seems like he's a bit terrified of her as well. <laughs> like I, to some extent, at least. Like, well, yeah. I mean, which I don't blame him. I I think she's no. kind of scary also. <laughs> Well, she's yeah, not not very understanding either. I I wasn't sure if she was upset that her husband had a handmaid or she was just she mm. just in general just kind of throwing the whip at, at people. I don't know. Fair. But yeah, she doesn't seem very pleasant. 
And so I'm, I'm guessing, yeah, I'm guessing he just, well, I think it's pretty clear he ha- has never really vented these feelings to much of anybody. Yeah. Except for Arn, um, Arnhide. Arn, Hade. Hade. Arnhide. Uh, yeah, so the E-I should be A. Uh, like Einar, Arnhade. Mm-hmm. I just keep doubting myself. <laughs> it's all good. Arnhade. <laughs> so what this reminded me of, though, was Attack on Titan, actually. Oh. Rod Rice yeah. and Historia's mother. There's that scene where he's basically crying to... Oh. Uh, on her lap, crying to her oh, about yeah. his worries and everything. It's basically the same thing, except not naked. Oh my god, so, you're right. <laughs> I just like this is kind of another instance of Isayama just be like, "Hey, can I, can I, can I use borrow your work? Yeah, just be, make sure you uh, change a little bit. You know, a little copy pasting going on there." Yeah, no, you're absolutely. But it's such a minor thing that it's like okay, whatever. But yeah, still, it's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. No, but still, like, yeah. No, Isayama must have read Vinland Saga. Like, there's no. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that is funny. Another like actual little visual similarity that I noticed, although I don't know if this came out before or after the first chapter of Attack on Titan, but the beginning of Thorfinn's dream where he wakes up underneath a tree, um, just visually mm. resembled, you know, obviously the first chapter of Attack on Titan where Eren wakes up underneath a tree. That's fair. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. I, I can't say, I don't know if the first chapter of Attack on Titan came out before or after this part of Vinland Saga, I don't know. I haven't looked it up. Hmm. Uh, it could, it's, it's probably just coincidence, but it was still similar yeah. visually <laughs> it was, since we're on that topic. If Now, if there was a cute little lamb in there, then we'd be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I, that lamb, for, for a moment, I was like, okay, does this lamb represent something that I'm <laughs> missing? Or like, is there uh-huh. some meaning to to it? I don't know. Did you have any thoughts like that? Or? I just thought it was really cute. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just a cute little lamb. Yeah. Uh, no, not not really. I mean, maybe innocence, but that's getting like really, really mm. literary, and you know, yeah. diving deep to the right to the author even think this far into it. You know what I mean? Like, I so, want, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have no. I have no idea. No idea. Yeah. It was just. It was just. I just felt like there was something to it since it was there, kind of, and it got that kind of. That amount of focus, kind of. I don't know. I don't know. Um, if anyone listening has any ideas, uh, leave them in the comments on YouTube, please. Or join our Discord server. Link in the video description on YouTube, and we, you can talk to us directly. Oh, that too. That mm-hmm. too. Anyway, um, yeah. Back on Kettle, I guess. Was there anything more on him? I think that's all I have. Gotcha. Then let's move on to his father, Sverkil. I like him. Yeah, he's, he's a cool old, old grandpa. But he and his son don't seem to get along very well. I think the main conflict is probably due to, like, well, I guess how they view success and and, and yeah. wealth and stuff like that. At least that's how it seemed. Like, that's pro- possibly their main, like, the main reason why they don't see eye to eye. Although another thought came to mind as well that what if, I guess, you know, like a side reason or a different reason as well could could be because... They might have different views on on slavery, perhaps, because obviously, Kettle is a slave owner. You know, he has three slaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, Sverkel treats Thorfinn and and Einar like like carls, like you know, like, like free men. Yeah. Pretty much, mm-hmm. he doesn't really care that they're slaves, and so that gave me the idea that they their their different views on slavery might also be a different like 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 one of the reasons why um, Sverkel and Kettle don't really 
agree on everything and well, why they can't really live under the same roof and stuff like that. Yeah, I agree. He definitely treats both of them differently. But um, I think that like, you do have a good point. You know, maybe they do disagree on the whole slavery thing. And I, for at least, at least my understanding is that Spurkel would never hire someone else to work on his farm. Well, it, well, buy a slave to work on his farm. Maybe he would hire right. people. He, he rewards yeah. work. You know, mm, you mm. work for what you get. Um, you know, kind of that that trade off thing. Yeah. Right. And another aspect that you touched on earlier is. And that I I kind of mentioned also is business. I I think that uh, Kettle sees it as like a business, and he just wants to keep growing and expanding it. Mm-hmm. And understandably, uh, Sverko says that you know there there can be too much to all that. You know, too much wealth brings disaster. And I and I think we, that could be what where this story goes. To be honest, like maybe something right. bad happens to Kettle Farm. Yeah, maybe the the thing that that the snake was talking about, you know, like a bunch of soldiers or or armed men come there and and take it or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe it or, comes or, true. Or maybe the farmhands, you know, have a little rebellion. Although I don't know <laughs> if they can do much against Snake and the other guests, but mm. they don't seem too happy with Kettle and and uh, Patter at this point. Or however you say his name. Yeah, yeah, his name, even I, even I. Uh, <laughs> well, no, no, no. Uh, I also had, ha- have a hard time, like, understanding how his name is supposed to be pronounced. If it's, like, Pater or pa- pa- Potter or... Potter. I, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, it, yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it should be interesting to see what comes of all of this and, and see how... Yeah, well, what becomes of the farm and all of that. Cool. Anything more on Sverkel? Nope. Then let's talk a little bit about Almar, Kettle's 17-year-old son, who is in line to inherit the farm, but he isn't all that into it. <laughs> he wants to become a warrior, but he he struggles with even pulling his sword out of his sheath. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was so embarrassing. That was so funny. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that, that's that's why you shouldn't have the sword on your back. You, like keep it on your hip instead. It's much easier. <laughs> well, I mean, if you have long arms, you should be able to do it, right? <laughs> true, true. Yeah, but, but you're right. hip is better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was just so funny, though. Yeah, he wants to become a man as fast as possible. You know. Yeah. Uh, I guess he's at that age. Mm-hmm. But, I and I hope he learns that what he kind of the life he has right now, and and also the the potential to really i guess grow the farm is or you keep keep the farm going is a pretty good life but i also understand not wanting to do it necessarily do what you're told if you know what i mean yeah like no yeah becoming absolutely. your becoming your own self mm. uh i i understand that and i guess the battlefield isn't probably the wrong word to say but an easy way to <laughs> make a name for yourself <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah but, he, uh, but it's pretty clear he's not made for that, at least right now, you know? For sure. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's something I, I think is really interesting is that he he is a lot like his father. You know, he... he yeah, yeah. He is that... Well, you use the word coward. I think that goes for Olmar, too. Um, yeah. And so they have that in common, uh, father and son kind of thing. I agree. And so I think it's nice to see that. It's, it's in different ways, I guess. 
or well, I mean, no, not, not, I guess not. Not actually. It's it's, it's they they kind of quote unquote chicken out in similar types of situations um, mm-hmm. when it comes to harming others and stuff like that. So yeah, it it's nice to see that similarity between these two. Great. So maybe the older brother, uh, I forget his name, Thorgil. Thorgil, yeah. Thorgil took after the mother. <laughs> well, actually, I have a thing on that. Do we have anything oh. more on Olmar? I don't, I don't know. Then let's talk about Thorgil for a bit. I, I guess it's possible, actually, I think that that was a good point that you said about him taking after the mother instead, because she definitely seems to have, well, her attitude seems to be a bit more <laughs> terrifying, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the thought that I had was that Thorgil takes after the father that he has heard of in the stories from his father, like oh, the yeah. Iron Fist mm. uh, Ketil. The made-up father. Exactly, yeah. Like he he's taking after that figure instead of the real uh, kettle, um, mm. so could could be that instead. Although I I like the idea that him him take, taking off after his mother as well. Kettle fears his own creation. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's kind of ironic. <laughs> I guess talking a little bit about pa- Potter pa- pa- Peter <laughs> Peter whatever his name Peter however it's supposed to be pronounced. Uh, he. Yeah, yeah, I guess for me there was just like there were two specific moments in this uh, book that just showed like kind of just how good of a person he is. Firstly, when he he was he was able to give the or he helped Kettle give the kids a lighter punishment. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they didn't have to yeah. sever two arms of that poor boy or like you know. Oh, that, that, <laughs> I'm glad he helped avoid that. Uh, and and then later in the book he uh, helped Thorfinn and Einar by investigating. You know the the wheat field and and yeah, and he found uh found the button from one of those uh, farmhands. Yeah, I great guy. I I hope he nothing bad happens to him. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm worried. I hope mm-hmm. he doesn't get jumped or something. Uh yeah. I think th- there is probably sadly a decent chance of that or risk of that. Yeah. No, no. He he's such a solid dude, and he has you you know, and the fact that he has the same experience of being a slave right. as as Thorfinn and Einar have have is also like su- such a it's, it's a nice thing because obviously he has more respect than they have you know by, by the other people mm-hmm. and so because of that and and because of his understanding of their situation it's just, just such a good thing that they have a character or a person like that and yeah if he die if he would if he would die it would definitely obviously be sad in and of itself that he would die but it would also probably worsen the situation for Thorfinn and Einar. Agreed. But yes, anything else on him? No. Then moving on to Snake. Great fighter, presumably. Yeah, I mean, Thorfinn calls him as good as Askeladd. Yeah, yeah. High praise. Maybe even a little bit better. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, But he seems like a decent guy. Like, Mm -hmm. sure, he got those kids arrested, but... But but still, like he like comparing him to Thorgil, he was going to go easy on the kids, whereas Thorgil did not. For example, that that was one of the things where that that, that kind of made Snake out to be a bit better than well, actually at least better than Thorgil was. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, yeah, and, and and you know he 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 uh he offered uh, Thorfinn and Einar food when they were at uh, at Sverkel's place. And stuff like that. Yeah, he seems he seems like a decent fellow, at least right now. So I look forward to seeing more of him. Yeah, same. I you know, I kind of I kinda of wonder if he'll be a 
more of a main player going forward. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I think it would be nice to see more of him like that. Like, yeah. more focus on him. Mm-hmm. But yes, is that it on him? Yep. Gotcha. Then, a little bit on Fox and Patcher. <laughs> I, I don't have anything, but go for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't really have anything of substance either, really. Just I, I don't like them. <laughs> but I, I mean, don't they look like a fox and a badger. They do. Yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> the do. names are true to them. Yeah. Snake, I don't really see the resemblance with the snake. <laughs> there was that one part of the of this, I think it was the start of one of the chapters that started with a snake, like an actual snake. Oh, yeah. When they were at the yeah. wheat field. Mm-hmm. Um, I just now thought of that. If that had any kind of connection to the actual character named Snake, probably not. I don't know. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. Fox and Badger, yeah, they they have this, they have this idea of what makes or what what turns a boy into a man, kind of, which I think is not not a good way of thinking about it. <laughs> obviously, yeah. Hey, but yeah, let's talk about. King Knut or Prince? No, no, King King Knut. At least by by yeah. mm-hmm. uh, ten eighteen, he is king of England, as we learn. And and I really like his new look. Oh yeah, it's very fitting. Yeah, he's still adamant about his ideals, um, kind of ruthlessly so. Mm-hmm. You know, if anybody starts pillaging, like the the good old days, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he has them beheaded and put it on a stick, put yeah. it on a pike. Yeah. You know, it it shows that he's not messing around. For sure, and I wonder if that's if if Canute in the last book, not not before his character change, but just in the last book, would he have been willing to go that far? Oh yeah, and I wonder if it's just the years have passed and he's become this, I guess, extreme. Mm. Because he kind of is a bit manipulative in his ways of getting that that Earl to side with him and then basically kill the, the King of England. Absolutely. Plus he had that guy executed afterward anyway. Right. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, he definitely is playing dirty, but, but, but like, honestly, just the fact that he is trying, he's making a, a, a big effort to get rid of the traditions of raiding and pillaging mm-hmm. like that. Uh, or uh, yeah, pillaging specifically, I suppose. Um, I think is just real, really cool of him. Like very, very progressive. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate that. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. But it is interesting. Or like that. Was it two or three chapters that focus on him? I can't remember. Two. Two chapters. Two. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that in that time, obviously, it went by pretty fast, and it, it his his timeline went all the way up to ten eighteen. Right. Meanwhile, I think Thorfinn's story right now is not through what, 10, 1015 yet, right? Yeah. It's like at the end of 1015, I think. Mm-hmm. So that probably means that we, or that if the two of them are ever reunited, it's probably not going to be until at least 1018, is my thinking. Good point. So three more years at least um, for Thorfinn until he gets to meet up with Knut again. If that ever happens. But I mean, it's got to happen, right? Right. Especially if we're getting chapters telling us more about Canute. Precisely. I mean, I I don't know. I'm not a story writer, but I I do feel like it would be kind of a shame if they never met up again. Yeah. And I think a big reason why why that is kind of goes to what I was saying with Thorfinn and how there's an opposite character. I think 
Knut is that opposite character showing someone who is very much a pacifist and and it still is in some regards, mm. but kind of becoming more violent and willing to behead people, you know, for disobeying. And obviously, mm-hmm. I understand why he felt that way. But as Thorfinn becomes more pacifist and renounces violence, Knut is using violence in order to change the world to the to how he wants it to be. True. So they, yeah, yeah. It, they seem to be going in opposite directions. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess if I'm right about Einar's future, then he and Knut are go are, are I guess walking a similar kind of path. But obviously, yeah, that remains to be seen. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, you're absolutely right about Knut, though. Um, and about his brother, we learn that he has become king of Denmark, right? By now, so I guess. Well, I guess I, we shouldn't be surprised. He seemed he definitely seemed to have, I guess, well, s- seemed to be closer to that than than Knut himself back mm-hmm. in uh, 1014. So that makes sense. But by 1018, Knut did become king of England. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I- it just makes me think, okay, there's got to be some sort of conflict between those two brothers, right? At, at some point. I think so, too. <laughs> or I hope so. Uh, yeah, it would be very exciting. What I'm surprised about is Floki is still around. Mm-hmm. He's still in England. I guess it because the main army was there, but I I really thought he was a pro-Herald kind of a guy. Right. Um, so, I don't know. I, I'm wondering why exactly he's there. Uh, well, I mean, I know why he's there, but does he have ulterior motives? Mm. And then the other person I was surprised about was... Um, Gunnar? Gunnar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because I, I still don't really trust the man, you know, especially since he's kind of taken aback by some of Canute's decisions. Yeah. Doesn't seem loyal. I mean, yeah, I mean, he was obviously... Like, clearly he was betraying Canute. Right. Earlier, you know, he was feeding information to to Svein. So I, I was just, just really shocked as to, like, why Knut would keep him around. Yeah. <laughs> it was really strange to me. Yeah. Go figure. Oh, well. Did we already talk about what Britwalda means? Like, they they called him Knut the Britwalda or something like that? Wait, did I miss that? I, w- I was I hoping you would be able to tell me what I don't, that means. I don't remember that right now. Wait, uh, where was that? Well, it was in the chapters that, one of the chapters he appeared, uh, if I can get to it. I'll look too, although I'm not entirely sure what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. Oh, here it is. He says, I am Canute the Bretwalda, rifle king of all of all of England. What does that mean? Where does he say it? Bret- oh, there, there, uh, there, so there, there, there. Yes, I okay. just found it. Uh, <laughs> the Bretwalda. I, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know how to pronounce it either maybe it's an old maybe it's old english maybe i yeah i don't i actually i don't know either well i guess i should be not lazy and type it in and see what happens <laughs> bretwalda is an old english word oh uh, chief king in anglo-saxon england well there you go okay cool cool oh i wonder if that was that term was used before in the book it may it maybe it was oh i i don't remember but it may be, maybe maybe Anyway, right. so okay, cool. so I guess he's he's just like straight up. I am the chief king of England. Don't mm. what 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 are you doing? Giving me this tribute? This is already my stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, you learn something new every day. 
Hey. But then let's talk about Thorkel a little bit. Or I I only have yeah, yeah. one little thing about <laughs> yeah. him that is just how he seems to be growing sick of Knut. Right. Like just more and more kind of like obviously when they met in that chapter, he was already kind of like, yeah, well, he had his opinions and he 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 told it how it was kind of which Knut mm-hmm. was, you know, he respected that. But then there was like. A little bit later in that, like, what was it, like, two or three years after or something like that, he was talking to somebody else, and that other person was talking about Knut, and and uh, Thorkel told him not to talk about him because it's sou- it was souring his wine. Right. Um, so that kind of resentment that he's starting to build, or that, that's starting to grow in him about King Knut... I wonder what's going to come of that, and I'm, that's something I'm excited to see. Agreed. Yeah, I wonder. You mm. know, does he still see the same thing that he saw in Thor's eyes? You know, that he right? See, does he still see that in Canute? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it, right? Because I always thought it was it was it was strange for someone who's so passionate about fighting and war to follow anybody who would be all about kind of being more passive and obviously Canute is still has the bloodshed around him but it's not the same way as going to battle and you know army versus army it's almost kind of conniving yeah. and killing people in the dark kind of mm. a situation right um, yeah yeah really so it's not obviously uh it's not Thorkel's style like it's not like the yeah. upfront just melee combat kind of thing so, yeah yeah so I understand why he has, well, why he resents him that that way. I think, but uh-huh. I guess I'm I'm just a little bit confused, or no, no, I I understand why he wanted to follow him in in the first place, but I think he misunderstood him at that point in time, and so not, at this point he has seen, I guess, what King Knut is all about, and he doesn't like that, which is fair, like that's his opinion, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, mm. true. It- it could be just all his twisted idea of what a true warrior is and thinking that it has to do with fighting still. Yeah, you know? right, right, right. Because clearly that's not what Thor's is all about, and it's not really what Knut's is all about either. Mm-hmm. Definitely. One other thing I have about Thorkel is, correct me if this was actually introduced previously, but he's afraid of frogs. Well, yeah, or, or he doesn't like them, at least he said. Uh, I don't know. If, I, I don't think he said afraid. Did he? I think he said he disliked. No, you're right. It, it was dislike. But I usually associate that with, I guess not like a fear of frogs, but kind of getting creeped out by frogs. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, I mean that, which is totally fair. I thought, well, well, when when I read it the first time, I I I thought it was just straight up frogs. When I read it the second time, I thought, or <laughs> maybe I'm wrong here, but. Isn't doesn't isn't frog something that some people use kind of derog- derogatively to refer to French people? Oh really? I th- oh. something I I th- I could be wrong about this. I think that's the case though. So if if that is the case, then it could be. It might be that he's talking about like the Franks. They're like that's what he hates most of all, <laughs> kind of. Uh, or one maybe, of the- but. But the but the army in the back kind of like uh frogs you know like they they're kind of yeah. confused about the I mean I I, I, could, I could still see, I could still see them being confused or surprised 
regardless, mm. probably. Although, I mean, I don't know. I, I like, yeah. Why would you just like the French? The French? Uh, I guess they're pretty good at fighting. Uh, I guess maybe like they they were in the first chapter of Inland Saga, <laughs> although yeah. Thorkel wasn't there then. And Askeladd was clearly the better. His group of men were clearly the better. Mm fighters in that instance or at least had a better strategy <laughs> for sure <laughs> anyway this, that doesn't matter but mm-hmm. that'd be interesting if that was his dislike <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's all i have on thorkel me too uh do you have any other characters you want to bring up i actually i think that's it for characters yeah me too then any other things predictions other thoughts on the book I still think we're going down the freedom route. We're meaning that they're going to work for their freedom. Um, mm. But I, I I, would find it hard to believe that there wasn't some sort of tragic moment that happens that prevents them from getting freedom, either some sort of uprising or, you know, Aner demands on Hade. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, her freedom, as long as his own freedom, and maybe that causes contention. Because I can't, I can't see them not like working towards that goal, especially since we have until ten eighteen, where Canute, where Canute's timeline is right now in the story. Mm. Uh, it just seems like it would be a couple more years would pass, and then we get to that point. Maybe, maybe I'm overthinking it. Mm. I mean, I, I guess it could line up if didn't uh, Kettle say that if they work for three or four years or whatever that. Like that, that, that's about as as long it might take for them to earn their freedom, mm-hmm. something like that, like three ish. Something years. around those eyes. Yeah, and so that that could line up with Prince Knut or King Knut's um, timeline. You're right, and the fact that they weren't able to get a crop out this year because of what the jerks did. Oh yeah. That uh, you know that also kind of holds them back a little bit. I True. Think. Yeah, yeah. You're right. So I guess I I could. I could I could see it being just like the straightforward method of just working their way to to earn their freedom. Although mm-hmm. ultimately I'm probably going to like my 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 biggest guess or strongest guess is probably going to be that something else like something other than that is going to make it so that they get out of the slavery somehow. Mm. Okay. Like for for example, Einar going rogue or some shit like that. <laughs> like <laughs> like as i said you know i i i, I strong i sternly stand by what i said about you know he he's okay. gonna he's gonna become more and more bloodthirsty and like a more, much more of a fighter and a warrior mm-hmm. yes uh so i think may, maybe that could get things rolling Ooh. somehow i I'd, I'd be down for it i really would <laughs> yeah yeah Thinking about when we would see Canute again, if the next book does basically get up to that year, I don't think we'll see Canute in the next book, but maybe the book after? Maybe? Because that's two volumes. Yeah, right, yeah. I think at least, like, like this is book five right now, at least book seven, I think we'll see Canute again at least, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see we, uh, I could see the possibility of seeing him again next book, but... But um, yeah, I I guess not 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 definitely. But at least for sure, I I'd say by book seven we should definitely see him again. Cool. And then lastly, from me is Thorfinn hasn't brought up Vinland in a while, mm. and 
I don't think he's completely, uh, or he has completely uh, motivated himself. Like he's changing. Like he has like a, a a different mindset now, and he's starting to fill himself with new desires and whatnot. But I think once he gets that desire again for Vinland, because it is it is the title of the book uh, of the series. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think that would be the new the new motivation for him. Yes. To keep pushing forward and and. He doesn't really have a reason to be free other than just just you know not being treated so terribly as a slave. Mm. Uh, so wanting to get to Vinland could be that motivation to want to be free. Absolutely. Another motivation that I obviously he hasn't had for well maybe ever, but that I'm hoping that he will find soon is the motivation to see his family again. Yeah. Like his mother and sister, and go home, but go back to Iceland. I really want him to well i want him to want that <laughs> um yeah i want him to see his mom again i just hope she's able to last long enough yeah absolutely and another thing oh this is this isn't going to be i guess a goal of his but something i want for him is to maybe find love perhaps you know in someone with with someone at some point right i i i get I get what you're saying. It it is so hard for me to see him falling for someone like it just because he he never has he's never shown any sort of interest or anything like that. He, but he hasn't had too too much contact with, uh, you know, a woman. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it, uh, but I guess Hordaland's really the only one. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Back in Volume One. Oh man, she's probably never gonna come back. But oh my, probably I, not. I wish she would though. <laughs> yeah. The, no. Out of the little we saw of her, she was honestly a really interesting character. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. So, yeah. No, that that would gain an interesting dynamic because, as we understand, Thor's valued his family greatly, and I mm. personally think that's probably where some of the true warrior comes from is maybe having a family or protecting yeah, a family or absolutely like that mm-hmm. so yeah i i'm there with you yeah yeah so at some point i'm not i'm not necessarily expecting a next book but you know just something for the future i would be surprised if it was next book i mean i'm not against <laughs> not to say i'm against it but it would be mm. it would be quite the turn if certainly there is a a romantic interest for him for sure i mean absolutely possible um, you're right Mm-hmm. Just uh, yeah, at some point. I guess that's it for predictions. Yeah. And I yeah, I'm excited to read volume six. <laughs> You've had some problems getting your hands on it. I wish I could read volume six. <laughs> I I might I might even I don't know just succumb and buy it digitally and then just wait for the physical to get here whenever. Ah uh, yeah, I mean I I, uh, I wouldn't that's, blame that's you. That's double spend. That's double <laughs> dipping though. But um, <laughs> I will say that. With Kaguya-sama, I believe was it volume? F- what volume was it? Volume six, the the one where it's Kashiwagi and her boyfriend are on the cover. Yeah, that's volume six. That's right after the first season of the anime, right? Like yeah, pretty well, much. I guess it, it has five one of the chapters. I think in uh, in that book is in volume or is in the first ah. season, but but yeah, basically. So what I'm trying to say, trying to get at is, I had some difficulty getting volume six. Oh yeah. Uh, finding a copy of that. <laughs> and that was where the first season ended. 
So people are going to be, you know, when they go to the manga, they're like, oh, where's it, where's it end in the manga? Well, let me go pick that up. Ah. And, I, and I thought, oh, maybe that's the case with this. But Vinland Saga ends at book four, and book five is where it picks up at, you know, after season one. Mm. So why could I find book five but not book six? <laughs> I, you know, I don't get it. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So mad. If anybody like <laughs> wants book six, good luck, because you're going to have to wait at least a month <laughs> to find a copy somewhere maybe, maybe um, you have a better source than i do but gosh i i'm struggling <laughs> <laughs> we're recording this in february by the way in case uh, yeah. anyone wonders i guess but yeah yeah no it's uh, <laughs> it's hopefully rough. yeah hopefully they restock them mm, mm. yeah i mean i Let's absolutely see. hope so too everything after six to- from what, from what i can see is totally fine yeah i i, I bought all of the first 11 volumes in one bulk before I had even read anything. So I, I, I lucked out in that way. Yeah, you definitely did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I, for your sake, I really hope you'll be able to read volume 6 soon as well. Thank you. But yes, that is all for this week of Umami Manga. If you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by either rating our show on the podcast platforms or subscribing to our channel Umami Manga on YouTube. If you like this episode, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about volumes 11 and 12. Bye-bye. See you later. Gosh, I was all over the place with pronunciations. I'm so sorry. Oh, don't worry about it. I mean, a- I, I, I wasn't. Ainer. Yeah. No, I think, I think you, you got him. You got him right. Arnhade, I, I got that one wrong. I, I, I got her, I got her name wrong as well. So don't feel bad about that one. Arnhade. Yeah. I've never heard that name. Me neither. Arnhade. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, no, I, I haven't either, but just based on the way I feel like Nordic pronunciation should work, uh, it should be Arnhade. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I'm thank goodness you're here because <laughs> I would just be all over the place. <laughs> Definitely Americanizing these pronunciations.